This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Keeping lists and crossing off what I've achieved is really, really helpful to me. <laughs> Will you write things down that you know you're going to do anyway, like take a shower, or is it more? No, it's more like work-related to-do stuff. But then sometimes I'll like get the car fixed, and I'll be like, you know what? I'm putting that on the to-do list, even though it's already done and it wasn't on the list. And I put it down and I cross it off, and then I'm like, yeah, yay me! <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did this thing that I hate doing and it it's done. And and that gives me some more momentum. This is Finding the Through Line, the show that gives you inside access to honest conversations about the creative process. I'm Kate Hanley. I've been a professional writer for 20 years and am still continually seeking ways to stay inspired and excited about the work I'm doing. Finding the Through Line is my way of getting inside the minds of creative people I admire and finding out how they stay connected to themselves and their work. I'm super excited to have you here. And I'm super excited to be talking to today's guest. Sari Botten had a dream that she started a magazine called Oldster, and then she actually went and created it. Well, she started a substack called Oldster, which is where I discovered her and where she now has over 27,000 subscribers. Whenever a new edition of the Oldster Questionnaire arrives in my inbox, I drop whatever I'm doing and read it immediately. The kinds of questions she asks and the answers they elicit are a big piece of my inspiration for starting Finding the Throughline. So I'll try not to fangirl too awkwardly today. Sari is author of And You May Find Yourself, Confessions of a Late-Blooming Gen X Weirdo, which is a memoir in essays that was called out by Poets and Writers magazine as being an excellent memoir. And she's editor of the best-selling collections of essays, Never Can Say Goodbye and Goodbye to All That, about loving and leaving New York City. Sari is also the former essay editor at longreads.com and teaches memoir writing. She also publishes two additional substacks. In addition to Oldster, she also runs Memoirland and Adventures in Journalism. Basically, she's a writing goddess who is as generous as she is prolific, and I am just so excited to have her be the first interview that I'm recording for this new podcast. Sari, hi, it is so great to have you here. Hi, it's so great to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So, you know, I really want to dive right in and start picking your brain about the work that you do and how you do it. So my first question is, what drew you to the work that you're doing now? Well, I've been really involved in personal narrative for a very long time. I was naturally drawn to it. Even as a child, I wrote journals and I was obsessed with the diary of Anne Frank. And somewhere along the way, I I guess maybe in like 1991, I took a, a personal essay workshop at NYU uh, as like an adult ed class, and I just fell in love with it. But the aging piece 
is something that I've also been obsessed with for a long time. A lot of people assume that because I'm older, I'm 58, that this is a new obsession of mine. But no, I've been focused on getting older and what it means since I was 10 years old. And at my bowling birthday party, my uncle came up to me and said, well, I guess you'll never be one digit again. And I was like, what? (laughs) I've stepped through some portal and I can't go back the other way. So I've been really kind of focused. And and I also have always felt out of step with my peers doing things either too early or too late. So this is an old obsession of mine, something I began to explore when I was an editor at Longreads, but then I left Longreads and knew I wasn't done. So I started Oldster and I'm having a great time. (laughs) Yeah. I love how you can kind of look back and see the, the steps on the walking path that led you here. So it's one thing to look back, but I'm curious, like what kinds of things keep you going? I'm really curious about other people's experiences. Um, At Oldster, it's other people's experiences of getting older. And I'm so thrilled to read what I'm going to publish that I'm, I'm excited to share it with other people and on memoir land and in my work with other people in their memoirs and, and whatever, it's really like, what are, what are other people experiencing in this world? What's it like to be alive? What's it like to be human? What about your current work reality happened more easily than you expected? I didn't know that Substack was going to become so conducive to success. Uh, I I think they've combined the best of crowdfunding, social media, and blogging in a way that no one ever has before, to the point that I can support myself doing this work primarily. You know, I do also teach and do some other things, but primarily I'm running Substack newsletters, magazines on Substack, really, Memoirland and Oldster are both real, true magazines in which I'm often publishing different types of pieces by, often by other people. And Substack has made it possible for me to make a living at it. And it's so much more successful than I ever knew. And the more it grows, the more it grows. So I feel very grateful. Oh, amen to that. What was more difficult than you expected? And how did you work with that difficulty? Publishing my own memoir was more difficult than I expected, or maybe it ultimately was less difficult. I had in my head that it was going to be really hard on a number of levels, and so I put myself through a lot of hell (laughs) while writing it and editing it and also trying to find a publisher. Um, In the end, it was a really great experience, but it was also, you know, writing it was hard. I had a lot of hesitation, a lot of fear. And it it took a lot out of me. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it the way I did it with a small indie press. But it it was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. You know, I I help people write their books, not necessarily memoirs, more uh, prescriptive health books. But I often say that writing a book is like attending a personal development seminar. (laughs) It's kind of a trip to put everything that you know or everything that happened to you, not everything, but put it on paper and put your name on the cover, it is, it's kind of like lifting up your skirt and showing the world your panties, you know? Yes, yes, it is. (laughs) What habits, practices, or attitudes help you be creative? Hmm. Well, I trust my curiosity. 
I trust my instincts. When I'm really curious about something, when I'm really fixated on something, I know that other people are going to be interested in it. It took me a while to learn that. It's something that I once interviewed Shalom Auslander, an author whose work I really love. And he said, if it's interesting to me, I know it's going to be interesting to other people. And I could have learned it then when I interviewed, interviewed him back in like 2010. But it mm-hmm. took me a while to trust my own instincts and my own curiosity. But now I know that if something is really bugging me and sticking with me, other people are going to be interested in it too. So that's the biggest Another is when I feel stuck, I've learned this from friends of mine who are in 12-step programs, you just do the next right thing. Whatever is the next right thing that's going to take you along your path uh, in a you know forward motion direction, just do it. Even if it's just like housekeeping, just do the next right thing and then you'll, you know, it'll it'll keep you moving. So it gets me out of stuckness. Yeah, I got it. What about habits or practices or attitudes that help you take care of yourself? Well, the next right thing is a big one. The, the next right thing helps me take care of myself because I can get really anxious. Um, also, making lists. In fact, I had a tweet go viral um, and then it was picked up by all these influencers on Instagram. Basically, I said that um, when I complete a task that wasn't on my to-do list, I add it and then cross it off for the dopamine boost keeping lists and crossing off what I've achieved is really, really helpful to me. (laughs) Will you write things down that you know you're going to do anyway, like take a shower or is it more? No, it's more like work related to do stuff. But then sometimes I'll like get the car fixed and I'll be like, you know what? I'm putting that on the to-do list, even though it's already done and it wasn't on the list. And I put it down and I cross it off and then I'm like, yeah, yay me. I did it. I did this thing that I hate doing and it it's done. And, and that gives me some more momentum. <laughs> I love that. I have a couple more questions to ask you about these practical matters, but I have to take a quick break. So stay tuned. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, great. Welcome back to my conversation with Sari Botten. So Sari, what kinds of things do you do just for the fun of it? I've written a lot about this, but I love to sing. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not bad at it. I'm not great, but I'm not bad. And I just really love to do it. I do it a lot alone. I do it with my husband. We're both singers. I do karaoke. Um, I write songs. Uh, Singing is my favorite thing in the world. It makes me feel better than anything else does. Other things I do, sometimes I take myself into New York City and walk around with no one else. You know, I just have a date with the city. Lately, I've been adding things to that, going to see a show, going to hear music, but I love walking around New York City by myself. Mm. Sometimes while I sing. Are there things other than just fun and enjoyment that singing or walking around New York City provides for you? Yeah, 
they calm me. They also give me an opportunity to get outside of my anxieties. I have a lot of anxiety. I mean, I'm prone to it and depression. Anxiety and depression, I'm, I'm very prone to singing and walking through the city, both kind of take me out of my head. And I don't know, I've heard something about the vagus nerve and singing and how it can change your mood. I don't know what the science is or if I even believe in it, but there's something about singing that just kind of, it cha- it's a mood changer. It uplifts me. And, you know, the world is an anxious place right now. It's an anxious place to live. And so um, sometimes I feel silly. It's like, oh, you know, there's a war going on and mass shootings. And here I am singing show tunes. But (laughs) it does help me. So I do it. Yeah, I love that. What about a morning routine? Do you have one? And if so, what is it? Yeah, I try to do a half hour of either cardio or yoga. And I also then drink coffee, which I adore and which my acupuncturist would love me to give up. (laughs) But it's really so vital to my brain functioning. (laughs) I do a lot of work, a lot of different kinds of work, and I need caffeine. So yeah, I get up, I try to do either a half hour of this Ashtanga yoga video that I've been doing forever, same mm-hmm. video, or do some cardio on these machines I have from the sharper image that are kind of crummy, but they work. And and then I, I have some coffee and breakfast uh, with my husband. I, we do this together. We have a real great bond. We do a lot of things together. Mm-hmm. And then when you're sitting down to write, what does that look like? Where are you? Do you listen to music? Do you not listen to music? Like, what's your process? I don't listen to music. I definitely can't listen to lyrics. It messes with the language going on in my head. I um, tend to work in my home office. And I, I, oh, I use a timer. I race a timer. That's how I get out of my way. That's how I stop trying to edit while I'm writing is... I, you know, the timer set for 20 minutes and I got to get some thoughts out and there's no time to stop and think about sentence structure or spelling or grammar. It's just, let's get the thoughts down. You know, the first draft need only exist. And so the timer helps me do that. Great. Thanks so much for sharing your insights on these practical matters about how you get your work done, Sari. We're going to move on in our next episode to some of the inner things that go on in Sari's mind. So I hope that you will come back for that. Finding the Throughline airs one interview per week, broken up into three episodes that come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for free. Skip the ads and get each interview in one longer episode by becoming a paid subscriber at katehanley.substack.com. Even if you aren't ready to get out your wallet just yet, become a free subscriber at katehanley.substack.com and receive the full show notes with links to everything my guests and I cover. However you listen, thank you. Finding the Throughline is edited by Sound Advice Strategies. Connect with me on Instagram at katehanleyauthor. Here's a little preview of what's to come in part two of this interview. And when you get nervous in those situations, 
how do you talk yourself through it? I put on the timer and I say, let's just get a couple drafts out. And you know that you're going to go through the editing process. You've been through this before. You'll speak up for yourself where you want to. You're probably working with someone you admire and they're probably going to have smart things to say. And just shut up and write. I just want to record that and and put it on my desktop so I could press a button. I'm Kate Hanley, and this is Finding the Throughline. More to come on Wednesday.